in the river after rumours of loss, her name soon became the common talk of the town. Her erratic behaviour became at last so usual that people lost all interest as to her whereabouts, or whither she had wandered, and were contented to know that she arrived safe, though late. They were not curious to know if she had been dozing in a fog, or had rested for a day or two on a bank of mud. Whatever she had done, she had been too wary to collide, and, being too slow to dash through the waves, had allowed them to roll her over with very little power of resistance. These things happened, until she was condemned and sold, and her mooring-place to this day is unoccupied by a successor. When I now cross the bridge and look down on her accustomed place, I think with a tender emotion of the past. After the Welsh prince had been deposed in her old age, accused of disobeying captain and crew, charged with being indifferent to her duties and forgetful of her responsibilities, her captain, losing his beloved ship, idled a few months ashore and died. No doubt he had grown to love her, but she had gone beyond the control of living man, and a score of the best seamen breathing could not have made her punctual to her duties. Therefore he could not reasonably answer the charges made against her. Some other company, it was rumoured, had chartered her for the Mediterranean, which would certainly be much better for her time of life, the Mediterranean being so large a body of water as compared with the Bristol Channel, would allow her more scope for manoeuvres. But all this was idle talk, probably a profane sneer at her old age, for it was told me by an eyewitness that she was run ashore in an isolated pool at the mouth of the river, stripped unceremoniously of her iron, and her woodwork burned. It is only a few years ago since the river was hers, but her name is seldom mentioned at the present day. It was through being born in a public house that I became acquainted with the taste of drink at a very early age receiving sups of mulled beer at bedtime in lieu of cocoa or tea, as is the custom in more domestic houses, so that, after my school days were over, I required but very little inducement to drink. At last the old people, being tired of business and having a little property, retired into private life. My father, whom I cannot remember being dead, and my mother marrying the second time, much to the old folks' annoyance. Their own children having all died, they kindly offered to adopt us three children, the only grandchildren they had, and mother, knowing that such would be to our future benefit, at once agreed. When we were settled in private life, our home consisted of grandfather, grandmother, an imbecile brother, a sister, myself, a maidservant, a dog, a cat, a parrot, a dove and a canary bird. I remember those happy days, and often wish I could speak into the ears of the dead the gratitude which was due to them in life, and so ill returned. My school days began, but I played truant day after day, and the maidservant had to lead me as a prisoner to school. Although small of figure, I was a good athlete, and so often fighting that some of my relatives thought that prize-fighting was of a certainty to be my future vocation. 
Mother's fathers and brothers all took great interest in pugilism, and they knew the game well from much practice of their own. They were never so much delighted as when I visited them with a black eye or bloody nose, at which time they would be at the trouble to give cunning points as to how to meet an opponent according to his weight and height. He certainly has the one thing essential, they affirmed one to the other, and that is the heart. Without that, experience would be of no account, but with that it will be the making of him. If I took off my coat to battle in the streets, the shirt itself came off in the lanes and fields. When attending school, I would accompany a dozen or more boys following the leader. Needless to say, I was the leader, and being a good jumper would leap over ditches that would try every nerve in my body. Two or three would follow a little less successfully, and then we would bully and threaten the less active to make the attempt. Often we had to drag them out by the hair of the head.